Welcome to another episode of Ananda Marga DharmaCast. And I'm your host, Dada Veda Pragyananda. Some people call me Dada Veda. This is a podcast series looking at topics in spirituality using the perspective of Sri Sri Anandamurti as our starting point. So today's subject is human life and its goal, and it's based on a talk given by Sri Sri Anandamurti in Reykjavik, Iceland in 1979. So I'm going to begin by reading a little bit from it, and then we'll talk about it and find out what it means. He begins, he says, Humans come to this earth for a very short span, and within this short span, they have to do so many duties. When the span is short, not a moment should be wasted, and it is desirable that they know their goal and the path from the very beginning of their life. One must not wait for old age. That is, one should know the correct path. One should know the correct destination, or desideratum, from an early stage of one's life. But what is the goal and what is the path? That is the question. So it's a very big question. He goes on to explain that there are so many possibilities for humans to follow because one scripture will say this and another scripture will say that, a social code will say this, and a social code in another part of the world will say that. So it's, it's very difficult. So he says, what should a common person do? It's, it's, it's a very tough problem. And he says that the great people who reach their goals say, don't be misguided by so many books and so many theories and so many dogmas. Be guided by established yogis. So now he raises the question, who is a yogi and what is yoga? So here he begins a discussion of some definitions of yoga. And some of them, he says really the real one that we can accept is the one that means yoga is the union of the unit consciousness, individual consciousness with the cosmic consciousness. He said that's really the 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 main idea that we should understand. But he said there are other common understandings of what is yoga. And one of them um, is common, especially for those who have studied the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, where Patanjali says, Yogashchitta vritti niroda. And that is, he, for him, yoga means the suspension of the psychic propensities in the mind when, when they become suspended, quiet, in the mind. He said, that's yoga. Rittini Rhoda. So, so, Anandamurti says, but this is a sense, in a sense, it's a sense, sense of senselessness. Just like, you know, if you, if you knock somebody out, there also, there's no more <laughs> vrittis working on the mind, everything. You're suspended in that sense. So he said, this can't be the idea. Then he said another thing which is really important because a lot of people really think that this is what you're supposed to do when you go on the path. Because there's another definition of yoga is that thoughtlessness, when you reach a stage of thoughtlessness, I have no thought in my mind. He said that this is the, um, 
this is this is for many for some people he said this is the definition of yoga, but here he says that that this this really can't be the definition because there's there's nothing about unification. Yoga means union, and so so suspension of the um, of propensities is negative, and this also is there's no positive outcome of this. So he said that the correct interpretation is the unification of the unit self is with the cosmic self. Um, when you're, he says, when your little I, not the eyeball, but the pronoun I, becomes one with your great I, this is the state of yoga. And a spiritual aspirant who has attained that state, that stage is a yogi, and you will have to follow the path of, a, of the yogi. So, and then he said, there's another very important thing. Um, the, the great philosophers of the past, they said, they, they gave out the answer, they said, well, where is the goal? They said, the goal is hidden within the feeling of I, the I feeling, the existential feeling. That's where the, the Siddharatam is. So now, to understand this concept, of the I feeling and the cosmic self, the unit self and the cosmic self. So there's a simple way to understand um, this concept. So all of us, each one, we can say, I, I am Tom, I'm Dick, I'm Harry, I'm Mr. Such and Such, I'm Miss Such and Such, I'm, I'm whatever. And then we can say, oh, I, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Uh, I come from this place, I come from that place, I own this thing, I, I don't own that thing. So many eyes, that's what he said. But let's look at it deeper. Sometimes we come in contact with something which is not part of us. Let's say we're looking outside the window and we see a bird. So then the I, I became the subject, and the bird becomes the object. And in the first instance, really, it's, um, it's the bird is out there, and the, through the, uh, the, eye, the eye is receiving the information, and, and then it's transmitted to a part of the brain. So in, in the first instance, this is what is going on. But there's another part of, of, the, of the brain, which is, and part of the mind, as the yogis would say, which is... So is, I, I'm, I want to see this, I want to see this, I will do this, I will do that. It's kind of the, it's really the, the active ego part of the mind. And sometimes, it is an interesting phenomenon, you may have felt it sometimes, you could be walking down the street and your eyes are work, open and working, every, your mind is intact, but you're thinking internally of some deep problem and even if your best friend would come passing by, you, you may miss that person because the I is not engaged. So, and then if we, we go back further, so we have an I that is seen, we have the I that is, is directing it, it will direct you to where you should see and where you shouldn't see, where you should do what you shouldn't do. And even there's just an I which doesn't do anything, but it's the existential I. These are the three kind of, the yogi says, functional parts of the mind. So we say, I exist. But we also say, I know I exist. 
and that I know the I, if I know I exist, is is your is your inner I. That's that is the deepest I. I know I exist. So I exist. I'm doing this. I do that. But I know I'm doing that. This. So this is the the unit I feeling. And what is the cosmic I? The cosmic I is the witnessing consciousness that knows that you know that you exist. So what what is yoga really is to don't you're looking for the goal you you, you don't go to some mountain cave or you, you don't go to this place you don't go to that place you don't go looking up a, a treasure hunt you know look out look at the map but instead you go within and then and then you look at your mind and then so there's one part of it that's similar to like how Yogash Chitta Vrtini wrote, yes, we have to withdraw the mind from a lot of the senses that are, are going on outside of us and from, even from the body. But, we, but the mind doesn't become thoughtless, as, as one definition of yoga is. No. Where does the mind go? The mind goes to the source. So now you won't, you're not going to be looking at the bird or even memorizing or imagining that bird anymore. And you're going to go deeper and deeper. And you're going to go to the existential I of I exist, I exist. And then you're going to go deeper to that I of I know I exist. And so that is the unit I. And that unit I, when it's merged in the cosmic feeling of, of um, consciousness, that is the goal. According to the yogis, you know, there's some other people who will say no. I'm going to make a lot of money. That's my goal. That, that, that's, that's a concrete goal. And, but the yogis say, this is why we, the yogis say otherwise, they say, look, you reach that goal and you get, you get one zillion dollars if there is such a thing, uh, but then you might want one more. And that's, that's the problem of, of material satisfaction. We have an infinite urge, and the infinite urge is for an infinite entity. So that cosmic eye is an infinite entity. And the good news is that the nature of this cosmic eye is bliss. It's the bliss. It means the happiness that doesn't end. And that's what people are searching. So for the yogis, this is the, the siddharatum, the destination, the final destination. This is the goal of human life, to get that peace to get that bliss, to get that state of, of cosmic consciousness. This is what people are searching for, knowingly or unknowingly. Because sometimes what we're unknowingly searching, why we're unknowingly searching is that we're in this world and we're looking at, I want this thing, I want that thing, we get this thing, we get that thing, and we're still not happy, and we keep... so. Why didn't we stop with that one thing? The reason is we can't, because this is what makes us human. We have a desire for the infinite. And, but in order to satisfy that infinite desire, that's why we have to find an infinite object. So the, the message of the yogis is that the infinite object is very close to you, very, very close, closer than the end of the nose. No, it's, it's where your, your existential feeling 
is residing. So this is the main um, thing I've been trying to tell this for you know 40, 50 years and I, when I teach meditation. We do that. In fact, that's what our meditation, you know, we, I'm a representative of Ananda Marga meditation. So that's what our meditation does. It brings you to that, that inner eye, that inner eye feeling. And that inner eye feeling is merged with the cosmic eye. And this is the process. And, and the goal is to get that bliss. So this is, this is the, um, the destination. This is the goal of human life. In this essay, I'll link it in the bottom um, where the source of where that essay is, the Subhasita Sangraha, um, part 21. In that essay, he continues um, how, how to do it. What is the, so once you know about how you're going to do it, um, I gave away part of it, you know, it's, there's a meditative process, but really, you know, in yoga also, there are certain approaches that people have used. People have used one approach is called Gyana Yoga, the yoga of knowledge. I'll study this. I'll, I'll find out what is real and what is not real. So that's one path. It's kind of an intellectual path. And then there's another path. It's called Karma Yoga. I, I, will, I will serve the universe. I will do good. I will do good works. So this is another path. But the accepted best path of, of what yogis have also come to the conclusion is the path of of devotion, of bhakti, it's a path of love, the yoga of love. So this, so he talks about that more in the rest of the essay, which I'm not going to deal with now, but if you just understand that the goal of human life is to get infinite bliss and to reach oneness, yoga, to reach unification with the, the source of everything. This is a joke, of course, I have to say. That one yogi or Buddhist comes into a restaurant and they ask what kind of pizza he wants. He makes me, he said, make me one with everything. Yes, so we have to become one with everything. But it's not a pizza pie we're talking about. It's one with that, that one which is all things encapsulated in that one. And that is the destination. That is the bliss. So that's all I want to say. And thank you for um, coming by. If you're on an audio platform, thank you for listening. If you're here on YouTube, um, thank you for watching and listening too. And if you want to have more of this kind of content, wherever you are, subscribe. If you're able to give it a, a positive rating, um, that will encourage me. But really, the, another thing that it does, which is very helpful, it helps other people to see this kind of message. So maybe more people should see this message. If you think so, then, then um, make a comment, give it a thumbs up, and that's it. Okay, so then um, I'll be back again, and and until then, all I have to say is Namaskar. It means I salute you with my mind and all the love and cordiality of my heart. Yeah.